Time now for all things Gators, all things orange and blue, Dan Hicken and Frank Frangie. What's up, Hick? Uh, a lot of good things, Frank. Our Gator podcast is always brought to you by our friends at Southeast Orthopedic Specialists, Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians providing unparalleled level of care. You can visit our friends at Southeast in Riverside, Ponte Vedra, Northside, Southside, Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. we got a signing day coming up on Wednesday. We've got the Super Bowl in the back mirror. We've got Marcus Robinson winning a ring. We've got some football thoughts, yes. and we got some hoops as well. Let's start with basketball because it's in season and uh, a kind of a one-in-one week is yeah. what we had. Yeah, that's right. And, and there, we said the other day after the Baylor loss, they had seven games against teams. I think they've got a better roster than those teams. After watching Mississippi State continue to grow, maybe I'm wrong about that, but seven games. I thought they needed to go five and two in those games. I told you that. Go, okay. Go five and two. Mm-hmm. Well, they're one and one. Okay. They lost to Mississippi State, beat Vanderbilt. Okay. Leaves them at 13 and eight, five and three. I think their whole season, Dan, is defined by these last five games in that stretch. I think they've got to go four and one. That All sticks right. to the five and two, I told you. Okay. That gets them to 17 and nine and nine and four. That Which seems, is nine and four is good. Yeah, we'll now, take that. Now that's well positioned. Yeah. But you better be because here's what's here's what's waiting after that. All right, at Kentucky, home against LSU, at Tennessee, at Georgia, home against Kentucky. Those are the final five. The final, right? So what are the next five? The next five that I think they need to win. Mm-hmm. They need to at least go four and one. Georgia at home on Wednesday must we, win. Right. And remember, we we record this on Mondays. Yes. Georgia at home on Wednesday, at Ole Miss on Saturday must win. We've already beaten them. At Texas A&M the following Wednesday, mm-hmm. home against Vanderbilt, which you will win. Okay, home against Arkansas. So I think can you go four and one in that stretch? Yes, you can. You should win all three home games. Yeah, can you split at Ole Miss and at Texas A&M? Well, I'm going to say this: it wasn't a good week for Florida basketball. Right. Um, Mississippi State, good players. They're they're better than Florida. Right. Quite honestly. And Vandy was a uh, a win, and you're up 15 in the second half, and you if you look on. up, you're up five, and yeah. they're shooting to cut it to two right. with about 12 seconds left. They're really struggling. Vandy, for those who don't know, hasn't won a game in the Southeastern Conference in a year and a half plus. Right. Right? They went winless last year, and right. they're winless so far this year at 0-8, I believe. They, yeah, they are. And so – it, but but I'm beyond style points. I know you are. You just, want wins. Because I, I think – So you've changed your whole outlook of the season, though. Yeah. Now. It's yeah. just you want to get to the turn. Yeah, yeah. I think I, – I figured out – I went into the season like everybody else did sure. then, thinking they're gonna, they're, they might be a Final Four team. Okay. I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I believe okay. every bit of it. This might be a Final Four team. I, okay. tr- I fully believe okay. that. Okay. It was pretty obvious pretty early on that all those projections were off. But in conjunction with young guys playing a really hard schedule now, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Butler's legit. I right. mean, the teams they've played, I mean, they they beat a pretty good Providence team. They, right. You know, they've played they played good teams this right. year. Okay. So for me, playing a tough schedule with a young, they weren't going to be a Final Four team. Okay. So I think early on, I kept saying, "Can you get to that four or five line?" Well, I figured that out pretty much. That's going to be hard too. Can they make a run in the tournament? Let me I, ask you that question. I yes, because. It's hard. It's still hard to project how much better a young team will be in March than they are even as we enter February. So in my mind, yes, I think they can make a run in the tournament. Can they? But I think the but I think the ceiling is the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. where I think um, I think winning a game or two is about what they can do in the tournament. In my mind, I, I don't. The the one thing that gives me pause and hope mm-hmm. is. I do think the teams that have beaten them. No, eight teams have beaten them. Okay, right. so right. But I think 
the Missouri loss was inexcusable. They're not very good. Okay. That was on the road. Um, but I think if you look at the team, and I'm not making excuses, podcast people. I'm just being honest with you. Right. Butler is very good. Baylor is very good. Florida State is very good. Right. LSU is very good. That's four very good teams. Okay. Um, I think Mississippi State, they've won six in a row now. They're way better than anyone thought they were. That's five of the eight losses. Right. So, so in my mind, they are losing to teams. They won't play teams as good as that in the tournament until their third game. Okay. So I, I and I'm try, I'm reaching a little bit, but I do think of those those eight losses, five or six pretty good teams. I mean, Baylor, Florida State, Butler, they're really good. Teams. I like where you're coming from. Okay. Joey Brackets, by the way, has Florida in right now, barely. Yeah. But even at thirteen and eight, uh, they're in. Um, if the Florida Gators went to the tournament right. and got through the first weekend, how would you view the college basketball season for the Orange and Blue? Sweet 16? Yeah. I'd be feel pretty happy because I would – I would too. For, on, on, on two or three fronts. Number one, I'm now relatively convinced Scotty Lewis isn't coming out. Right. Trey Mann isn't coming out. We got some guys out. coming back. Omar Payne isn't coming out. Keontae Johnson isn't coming out. Nebhard could come out. Yeah, he, he, Nebhard, I would expect. My worry on Scotty Lewis, yeah. two things. One, what would benefit Florida is if he starts playing better. Right. He had a great half against Mississippi State. Start the game. He's had three bad halves in a row since. Right, right. But he's so athletic, dude. Right. Oh, and yeah. the NBA, you know, and it would be bad for him because he has to become a better basketball player. And he and I, and I really think, and, I, and I've said this all along, I think he's a two-guard in the NBA. Yes, but he's not getting to play any two guard here, right? right? Plus, you have to be if you're a two guard in yeah. the NBA, you better you gotta, be able to shoot. But I think he can shoot it. He shoots yeah. those high, high arching yeah. shots. I think if they ever let him shoot, he's not as good a shooter as Locke. But if they let him shoot, I think he'd make his share. I, I really believe he'd make his share. So for me, as I watch this team again, five and one is or four and one is critical. Mm-hmm. Less than that, they're in trouble. I think. I think if they go three and two in these next five, they yeah. don't make the tournament. They I don't think, make I think, the tournament. I think they're out. Do you saw those last five? Okay. Yeah, I think they're – well, I'm shaky because of the way they played this week. Yeah. But I think they're going to start playing better. I just believe that they yeah. will. I believe there's too much – there's enough talent on this yeah. team. Four, it, four and one in the yeah. next five, Dan. Yeah. Again, 17 and nine, nine and four. Yeah. Then even if you go one and four down the stretch, I think you're in. Because yeah. then you're 10 and eight in the league. Yeah, you don't want to do that, though. No, no, but, but – Yeah, but it could be. You could. That's fair. Yeah, and so – I so. want to ask you one other uh, 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 question. That I read an article. And this is this might make you feel good. Okay, I like feeling good. <laughs> I know you do. You have been a proponent of what lineup the whole year? Right, a uh, big right. Payne and Blackshear. Stop right there. Together. There's a there's a there's a an article I read, and and there's those five, Payne and Blackshear, and the other three guys. Uh, on the floor, have been the most effective lineup for the Gators, but yet we haven't seen that lineup the last two games. He doesn't start it. I don't understand as much as I so want to I, defend him. I, yeah, I don't, I don't that's get a it. that that's an, and I don't know if he's been asked that yet. But if you look at the numbers, at least in this one particular article, and I'm sorry, right. I read a lot of Gator stuff, and I yeah. forget who wrote it, but it was very good. And whoever you are, you know, you know who you are. Uh, uh, the the point was, why isn't he using these five together? The one against Auburn, yeah, Payne and Blackshear. Played thirty-two plus minutes each. Yes, it was by far their best game of the year. Yes, but they they beat a really good team by twenty points. Right. That, but they they have no other game this Not year. Not sure what I'm missing on that. Yeah, I, I agree. In, yeah. in, in their twenty-one games, that is by far their best performance. Right. 
it laps the field. Right. They beat the fourth-ranked team in America by 20 points. Right. With Payne and Blackshear playing most of the game together. Why he hasn't continued, I don't know. So coaches are stubborn, Dan. Yeah. We don't see practice. I right, get that. Right, right, right. We don't know the the off-court. But it's pretty obvious from what we see see on our television mm-hmm. that Payne and Blackshear together mm-hmm. are when they are at their best. There's no debating that. It's not like you've got some great player who's on the bench now. I know the the early thought was, well, you want to play Keontae Johnson and Lewis and Mann and Nembhard all together. Well, if any of those guys were great players that you couldn't be without, I'd get it. They're not. They're not. They're, their best lineup is when Payne and Blackshear are together. And so for me, I don't understand. I They would both play 30-plus minutes for me. And if it costs Keontae Johnson or Scotty Lewis or Noah Locke minutes, I would live with that. Mm-hmm. But, Dan, I have said that. You I know, know you have. You've been since, on, since, on that one for since the opening tip, yep. and I and I some again and the and the evidence, even before it happened, I said it. The evidence is the Auburn game, right? In that Auburn game, they did that and were very good. So yeah, I, I, there's there's no doubt in my mind that's how I would play it, and I think they would be very good if they played it that way. I want to turn our attention to football a little bit. Okay, um, you mentioned the Gators played Georgia uh, this week in basketball. It's yep. a very important game at home. Must have that one. Yes, uh, Anthony Edwards coming off a great game, by the way. Uh, but football, all right. And I know you're giddy about your Gators in 2020. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I am. I am very giddy. About <clears throat> I'm not trying to rain on the parade. I'm bringing up a sort of a what if. It's okay. And thinking back on 2019, right? We lot we we had some really good receivers. Okay. And you're confident with the receivers we're bringing back, but it wasn't just what they did on the field. I think the Swains and the Hammonds. Um, I think those guys were tremendous leaders right. who made big plays to win football games for us. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm a little concerned about the group coming in going forward, not not just with their talent-wise. I think they're right. maybe better. Right, right, right. Okay? <clears throat> but chemistry matters, man. Right. And sometimes you'll be surprised – and I'll be interested to see going forward if Kyle Trask, who is not a yes rah rah guy, very quiet. Uh, if you interview Kyle Trask, you know you get a one sentence answer. Right. You know he doesn't expound on things. He doesn't seem like Joe Burrow felt more right. comfortable in his own skin as the year went on, and you could see. So I'm 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 wondering a little bit about that because I just remember how good our senior receiving core was on the field. And off the field, I feel like they probably were the leaders of this football team. Number one, that's a great point. Uh-huh. I, I 100% agree with that. And it's well said and it's dead on. Mm-hmm. But, Dan, the very the, – the nature and the beauty of college football right. is the importance of the development of leaders in the, the next group of leaders because leaders always leave. Right. This isn't the NFL where you got the 10-year captain. So the, the beauty of college athletics is – and the coaches that are great at it mm-hmm. – is they have from January – to about August, yes, to develop the next core of leaders, and and you have to, and that's the beauty of it. And the great coaches always do it. They, the great coaches lose good leaders, and the next year, gosh, you got a bunch of good leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Dan Mullen is that guy because your point's a very good one. Hammond and Swain had seen Cleveland; they'd seen a lot. They'd yeah. seen the good, the bad. They helped Felipe. I mean, think about Tyree Cleveland yeah. and what he yeah. meant to the pro- that guy. Could have been a real right problem, and he never was. He never was, and he blocked, and he did th- little. But he I, played gunner on punt teams. He did all the little things. Part of that was. 
they had a really good group of people. Yeah. Cleveland and Van Jefferson and Swain and Hammond were good yeah. people. And, and we got, know what you think about Van. Yeah, so, I yeah, mean, yeah. That's he, right. might, he might be an outstanding pro. Right. I mean, you think and he will be. I, know. I do. So, yeah. all those, so all those good people are a big part to what you said, yes. and I agree with it. But beyond that is I think great coaches inspire that. I think that's culture. Okay. I think – and be, for that reason, I do think you'll see Trask as a big-time leader. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to be – Raw, raw, pound no. your fist guy like no. Felipe was to be a great leader. I think you saw him feel that a little bit. I, you saw his competitiveness come out a little bit. I think Brett Heggie will be a leader. I think okay. Trask will be a leader. I think Trayvon Grimes has that personality more than Kyle Pitts does. I think he's a more outspoken guy. I think some of those linemen that have all been together. Uh, P. Ryan also was the leader. He's gone. Yes. So, uh, David Reese on defense was a leader who's mm-hmm. gone. I agree with you. Yeah. But I sense that there's guys there that are coming back. That will back. step up and yes, replace. because that's okay. the beauty of college football. The great programs yeah. have guys do that. Mm-hmm. The great pro- You rarely hear LSU or, or certainly Alabama or Ohio State, talk, Clemson, talk about a culture problem. Right. If they lose a game, it's because the other guy had better players. Right. It's not, you never have to hear one of those seasons where, well, you know, we had a bad locker room this year. That doesn't happen very often. Basketball, it can because there's not as much, many people. I've even heard Coach K and Bill Self say, I, don't, I didn't like this team as much. Mm-hmm. Football, you don't hear that very much right. because I think there's so right. many people. So it's a great point, I think, the, and, and I do. I, I have great, great hope for this team. If I went to Vegas right now on lines of your great hope and yeah. looked at each game individually, yeah. Florida's favor would be favored in every single game but one. Except I would maybe Georgia. Yeah. yeah. I would think. And, you and by the way, as the season goes yeah. on, that could change too. Right. As of today – they will be favored over LSU. There's no debating that. As right. of today, they'll be favored no over LSU. So, so which in the other one thing, uh, now you lose a game, right. Or two Things that change. changes you, right? So, no, but you know, our friend Mike Bianchi from the from the Orlando Sentinel mm-hmm. wrote what I've kind of been saying when he took it a step further. He says he expects them to be in the playoff next year and maybe win the national championship. And now, now columnists try to read things to get people to, sure. but but his point is. The guy went ten and three in his first year. Yeah. He went eleven and two in his second year. Right. He's now got a returning quarterback that everybody's falling in love with. Who's going to be the preseason All SEC quarterback? Except yours truly, because I know that Emory will be playing. <laughs> Let's not forget again, that. Again, I've got. I'm now. I'm now down Remember to three. Remember that. Well, I'm now down to okay. three or four neurologists who I've interviewed <laughs> to perform the lobotomy. I, and I, I, I needed finalists I before I could pick a guy. I hear you. Uh, but but I, I but I think the point is, if what I think you will see this year. Is I did a podcast with uh, my buddy Shane Matthews last week and John. How Cornell. is Shane? Shane's on great. He's, Shane's a wonderful one of my dear friends. Good, but but I told him I said you're going to have the top tier guys all getting picked. Everyone's going to be in love with Ohio State and Clemson because they have the quarterbacks back. Right, Alabama because they're Alabama. Blah blah. We'll see LSU. Will they be in again? Georgia's earned their right to be in that group. But then the sleeper picks come up. Right. And when the sleeper picks come up, you're going to see two teams. You're going to see Penn State because they got the quarterback back and they're mm-hmm. very well coached. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida will be the other team. When people pick their Final Fours, right. nobody wants to pick all the chalk. Right. So when someone, right, right, when, right. When someone goes off chalk, yeah. you're going to see Florida. Here's why that's picks. dangerous. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm being a negative guy here. You know who my off yeah, chalk team not, was? You're definitely not getting your podcast bonus this no. week. No. You know continue. who my off chalk team was this past year? Who? Texas. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. And how'd they do? Yeah, they had the quarterback. Yeah. But I think – How did they do? Oh, it's like five. Awful. awful. But Six. You know what? I don't – I think Florida's coach is better than the Texas coach. Okay, well, good. But I think – I also think Florida's quarterback is better than the right-handed Tebow yeah. in Texas, which he isn't, okay? Right. You know, I think right. – so I think, I, think, I think Dan Mullen's a better coach than Tom Herman. That, okay. That, that's the main thing. Okay. Me. He's a better coach. I don't disagree. Yeah, you got the better coach. All right. You know, so, um, so and Dan I, we trust. So I'm very confident – 
Signing day, what do you need? Yeah. Get running back, maybe? I'd like, I'd like to get another running back. Okay. I, I want to get the, the, the safety who was committed to Oregon, who right. everybody thinks is coming to Florida. I don't know the latest on there's a, 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 a kid who is uh, offensive lineman who is set to go to Georgia. We're trying to poach from them, which right. would be fantastic. I love poaching. Uh, if I get those, if I can get any combination of, you know, three, four of those guys, it, it would be tremendous. And Florida can – We'll cap off a wonderful recruiting class for Dan Mullen, one that he desperately needed, though, Yeah. going forward. I will say this. It is amazing. The Frank, it, we sat here. Football changes on a dime. Right. We sat here last summer, right. and we would peek ahead to 2020. It did not look great for Florida. No, it didn't. Right? Right. Like, the- we were talking about – Listen, they better do it this year right? because if they don't do it this year, we know they're not going to do it next year, next year being 2020. Felipe's out. The receivers are out. Right? I mean, it did not look good. Right. Football changes on a dime, and that's part of being a really good coach yeah. and understanding his needs and a guy who really can work the transfer portal and recruiting. So I think he's, I think he's done a great job because now optimism abounds, and we're talking about going from ten to eleven and eleven to twelve. And and, and number one, he's done. He's been marvelous in that transfer portal. Yes, marvelous. I mean, Grenard he was at the and, Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, this yeah, week, I by saw the way. that. I saw yeah. that picture. He and the kid uh, between Van Jefferson and Grenard, and you can go on and on and on. The yes. portal's been magnificent to them. Here's the back to your a serious comment about your Emory Jones point. Yeah, how many teams in the nation will go into the season? With a heralded quarterback. Yeah. And Trask is going to be the preseason All-SEC quarterback, whether he wins the job or not, he's going to be the quarterback. Correct. Um, <laughs> how many teams can go into the season with a heralded quarterback, mm-hmm. possibly lose that guy to an ankle, and you feel okay? You feel okay. The beauty of Florida is I still think it's Trask's year, and Emory will play more than he did last year, but it's Trask's season. That's my opinion. Well, everybody is hoping. Yeah. And again, but, here, just to play off that, if Joe Burrow only had one season at LSU right. – he wouldn't be Joe Burrow. Right, that's right. Kyle Trask is now getting a second season. Correct. Which if, is, he, if he can make that type of jump, and I because th- he had a better first season than Joe Burrow had at LSU. And I think he's going to – I don't know if he's as good as Burrow. Yeah. But he's going to make an enormous step forward. But my point is, even if they lost him, right. if, you, if you found out – I mean, I promise you when, when, when Felipe Franks – say what you want about Felipe. When he went down mm-hmm. in that Kentucky game, mm-hmm. I, and I saw Kyle Trask warming up, I thought all hope was lost because that meant Trask was clearly ahead of Emory. Right, and, right. And I didn't. We think, were shocked. Yeah, and I didn't think either we were going to be great. Right. And as it turned out, as it turned out, it was great. So my point is, I hope Trask has a wins the Heisman. Mm-hmm. That I think he might make it to New York. That's how confident I am. Uh, you're just you're yeah. giddy. Yeah, but uh, my man Frank Frangie yeah. is giddy but about he, Gator football. But if he doesn't, uh-huh. if he blows a knee or gets hurt in game two, uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? We'll be okay. I'm pretty intrigued with this, the Emory Jones era. Yeah. So, so there you go. I think so, that's a good point. So, signing day on final yep. thing. Yep. Do you like signing? Do you like the two signing days? No. You like it well, better when we because if, if if it wasn't for the December it, day, we'd be chomping at the bit yeah, this week. If it works for the kids, yes, I'm okay with it. I like it because it is better. Yeah. But the drama this would be it's gone. This this week would be. Yeah. I, I want fax machines. Yeah. Okay? I know. I don't, uh, not, there's nothing better in the world than a good solid fax I mean, machine. I'm playing golf on Wednesday. Yeah, right. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, uh, if it was, me, I'm playing one, with you. Yeah, right. If so. it was one signing day, right, that's right. 
Well, it would be like, no, I can't. Yeah, that's right. You know, so that's all stuff. things Gators, all things orange and blue. Yeah, and our Gator podcast, as always, is brought to you by the one and only Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians, Dr. Kevin Murphy, comes on 1010XL on Thursday mornings. And Southeast Orthopedic Specialist located in Riverside, Northside, Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. Go online at se-ortho.com. Frank, have a great week. You too, Hick.